With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I am thrilled to be back for another season of Pod Friends. This is Matt Scott, your host. That song was Pod Friends by the one and only Will from America. And I am thrilled to be here with each and every one of you. I genuinely am. I hope you could hear my excitement for this um, because Pod Friends fills such a special role for me, even in my life, even beyond just being a podcast where I talk to people. I always probably like a lot of you have that feeling of like, how do I just have a conversation with this really cool person? Or how do I sit down with someone and get to know them more and bond more? And, you know, sometimes I'll admit I I struggle with that. And I'd love to have this opportunity just to, one, talk with these people that we know and love in the RHAP universe, some more than others, um, in terms of how much we know them. And 
you know, I, I, but I also love the opportunity to ask questions and go places with you along on the journey to get to know these people that we know and can know even more. And so I'm so thankful for this opportunity. I'm so thankful you're hearing my voice right now. And I really don't want to belabor the point. I mean, I'm so curious how you're all doing. I'm curious what you've been up to. Tweet me at MattScottGW and at HeyPodFriends just to let me know that you're listening, that you're tuned in, what you're looking forward to this season. Um, but I don't want to hold back because you all saw who the guest is. And I was just so excited to make an interview happen with the guest of this week's podcast, none other than Teresa T-Bird Cooper, who we all know and love in this RHAP community. T-Bird, who of course was on Survivor, but also today is is not only the host of Talking with T-Bird, where she interviews so many people who have been on Survivor and more to come on that soon as, as talking with T-Bird returns. Um, but also I'm excited to talk with T-Bird just about life, about life as a flight attendant and other things just in her experiences. And we really went on and on and on and went there into so many different topics. And if anything, the, the thing I love about starting the season with T-Bird is that you know, sometimes there are people, and I'm one of them sometimes, who asks a lot of questions, but because we're focused on asking questions, it might be harder to get to know us or to take time to say, hey, what about you? What's your answer, Matt? What's your answer, T-Bird? And so I loved being able to dive in with T-Bird and just get to know her. And, you know, I asked her the question, if your life were a book or documentary, what would the title be and why? And her answer which came at the very end of this interview is even with a broken wing, you can fly. And that really, really, really speaks to this conversation and how much T-Bird opened up. And so, you know, finally turned the conversation back on her. We talked about how she's always learning and growing. She shared this really powerful story that I don't think is out there about Marianne winner of S 42 survivor 42 and T-Bird also talks about her brother who passed away at 29 years old with HIV. We talk about what it means um, from my perspective uh, to be queer. And, and part of what T-Bird is all about is asking those questions and listening, constantly learning. And I love that about her. Um, and so there's so much there. But if, if there's one thing that I hope, and I said this at the end of the interview, is that you might know and love T-Bird and hopefully you love her so much more after this. I know that I do. I feel so much more deeply connected with her. But also, there are so many other conversations coming through Pod Friends this summer in the Survivor off season. So I hope that you will take time to tune in. Even if you don't know someone or don't recognize a name, there's so much to learn from each and every person that I'll be talking with this summer on Pod Friends, and I am pumped to have you on the journey. But speaking of which, just want to say first and foremost, um, I would love if you could subscribe to robhiswebsite.com slash podfriendsfeed or subscribe to the podcast. You know, that's one of the big ways you could support, one of the big ways you get notified when the podcast drops. You'd also leave five stars in a review. 
um, it goes a long way to just showing love. And I love to read the reviews to see what this podcast means to all of you. You could watch uh, me and T-Bird on YouTube. I will give a warning that T-Bird's connection was a little bit unstable. So there might be some parts where it breaks up a little bit, but to see her excitement and enthusiasm is incredible. And you could check that out at robhasawebsite.com slash YouTube. You could suggest a guest for pod friends or become an RHAP patron. Um, all these things, all these opportunities are in the show notes. So if you haven't checked out the show notes, I would encourage you to do that because there's a pod friends email address, which you could find in those little handy show notes, wherever you're listening, there's social media, like where you could connect with me and follow pod friends and so, so, so much more. Um, so I don't want to hold things back. I am going to introduce the one and only T-Bird Cooper. Let's do this. Making her way to the podcast, hailing from Jackson, Georgia. You know and love her from Survivor Africa, where she's the first contestant from the state of Georgia. She's an alum of Georgia Southern University with a Bachelor of Science in Psychology, a lover of the outdoors, a runner, a mom, a wife, and a proud flight attendant with Delta Airlines, where she's made her way around the world and into your heart. She's a certified real estate agent and, of course, the host of Talking with T-Bird. Please welcome, get your popcorn popped, Teresa T-Bird Cooper. So, T-Bird, it's great great to be here with you. I have I have to ask you um about popcorn. Do you so I actually I don't know about you, but I have my popcorn here. I have my my box of popcorn here too. Um okay, do you okay. have a do you have a favorite brand of popcorn? No, as long as it pops, it's good popcorn. So, where, so did, where did that start? Yeah, I'm okay. curious where that started, though. As I, I'm not okay. going to eat the popcorn because that's not great for the podcast. But I want to, I, I want to find out. And that's it right there. So when Rob and I started doing our podcast together, mm-hmm. you know, our boss, I, mm-hmm. I had popcorn, and and he said the very first time I had it, I figured you know you wouldn't because we weren't doing the video; it was just yeah. audio. So. I just, you know, they you know, sometimes they go a little bit long. So I thought I'd have a little snack there. So I put a piece of popcorn in and Rob said, what's that noise? Because now I know he hears every little bit of everything. So mm-hmm. like, what's that noise? I said, uh, it's popcorn. I've got some popcorn. He's, Timber, you can't eat popcorn on the podcast because it's going to be making a lot of a lot of noise <laughs> and everything. So, so it's kind of turned in. To be a to be a fun a little fun joke, and so since uh-huh. the boss sitting here since the boss sitting here today, check it out. <gasps> That's such a big bowl Look of popcorn, T. I know it. What? T-Bird. I wasn't sure. I wasn't, yeah, I know. I'm serious about this today. I wasn't sure how it was gonna, <laughs> how long we were going to go, and then yeah. I thought the boss the boss sitting here, so I figured yeah. we could bring the popcorn in. Plus, this bowl is so fun. My sister gave it to me, and I love it. So there it is. There, there's that. And I'm not sure if, if I'm overdressed or not, but this yeah. the popcorn will the popcorn will not make the boss happy, but this might. Ooh, the talking with T Bird shirt. And I have my Rob has a podcast shirt on too. So we didn't even coordinate, but we we have our official shirts on. Look at yes, that. Yes, we do. 
So the I don't boss? think Rob is going to be, yeah, Rob won't be too upset with us since we broke one rule, but say, you know. Yeah. I was going to say, if he hears you eating popcorn, he might tune out, but it's okay. We we love and respect uh, Rob, the boss, but look, this is, this is what I'm talking about, T-Bird. There's so much to dive into and talk about. And, you know, you, you have the shirt talking with T-Bird. And I have to say just a big gratitude to you because, you know, I, um, I, as an interviewer for pod friends in the RHAP network, there aren't a lot of interviewers on RHAP and you are one of them. So it's, it's really amazing to be able to speak with you and interview you and include you. And I'm just, you can always tell I'm energized. I'm energized for this. Matt, this is a huge trait for me. And so now we have to tell the viewers uh-huh. slash listeners how we met. Okay. Hopefully, okay, our ver- so- hopefully we'll have the same version. Okay, my version, I'll start it out. So my version of it is that, you know, and by the way, I'd been a T-Bird fan for years. So there's, that goes without saying, but I was listening. There was one podcast that where I saw Rob post, he said, T-Bird's coming on. I have questions for T-Bird. And I said, okay, here's my question, Rob. T-Bird, if you could interview one person Dead or alive. I don't know if I added that, but dead or alive, who would it be? And Rob asked you that question on the podcast and you didn't have an answer for the question on the podcast. So nobody, actually nobody knows that your answer to that question. And that is the short of it. That's the, that's the first part of it. I, I would say, but you were so, um, apologetic on the podcast about not having an answer that I reached out and we played phone tag a little bit, but we ultimately got on the phone, probably had like a 30 minute conversation about it. And you told me who you ultimately would like to interview one day. And so that's the short of it. But it all started with submitting a question to the podcast. Right. So when Rob asked the questions, yes. I don't get a heads up. And, and for some no. reason, I take it kind of seriously. Like when somebody is asking a question, it's easy just to throw out anything, but I yeah. don't like to do that. So I kept thinking and then I kept thinking and then I had nothing. And then I thought, I gotta, I gotta think about this. Cause I, so anyway, that's exactly what happened. You sent me a message saying, this is Matt. That was my question. And so then we hooked up, had a wonderful conversation, became friends for life. And Actually, the answer I said, and it has nothing to do with me liking fried chicken, nothing <laughs> to do with me liking fried chicken, man. I yeah. said, I mean, I said Colonel Sanders, who, uh-huh. of course, has, has now yeah. passed. I think he maybe passed in, I don't know, maybe 1980. So, and if anybody Googles Doc, um, Colonel Sanders, they'll mm-hmm. see that he actually was very successful. Clearly, but not until after the age of 60. So he had a lot of things happen to him through the years until he got successful. And it's just interesting how you're never too old to follow your dreams and make things happen. And I love that he Mm. did that. And he's everybody. Everybody knows knows Colonel Sanders. So anyway, that was I mean, it's easy to come up with a lot of good answers. But for some reason, you know, that one came up and then we talked about that and had a great conversation. Now, I believe I'm not sure 
Uh-oh. But did I read that you, you're a perfect person to interview. Here we go. Okay. Uh-oh. Is, uh-oh. Is, uh-oh. Would, be, would be Obama. Is that not who it would be? Did? It would be. It would be President Barack Obama. That's my dream interviewee. And he's been my dream interviewee for no offense, T-Bird. You know, you're also one of my dream interviewees, but he's been my dream interviewee for longer. He won't answer my phone calls. So, uh, you know, that's that's the big thing. I what? need to get I need to get him on board. I need to get him on. I don't know if he'll be on pod friends if he fits. He's he's not like within the pod friends realm things, but I would like to interview him sometime. So yes, you read correctly. That's true. I thought it was. So I think, I hope I'm not wrong with this, but one of the people that I interviewed, Shane Powers, Mm -hmm. I think, I think Shane also said, because you know, Shane had his, his uh, radio show. I'm not sure that he has it now, but he had it for a long time. And so I asked him who his dream interview would be. And I believe he said Obama as well, I believe. So, Mm, wow. And you know what? Something I'll say about you and about Shane Powers that I remember, because I do remember once watching, watching a podcast where it was a live show. This is pre pandemic. And, you know, Rob was up there talking. This might have been the 10 year anniversary show. And Shane Powers grabbed the mic and got on stage and he said, hey, Stop talking over there. Stop talking. Rob's doing a podcast. And so I I appreciate how one, how seriously he takes the podcast and respect and I have so much respect for that. And I also appreciate how seriously you take the questions because if you didn't spend so much time really considering that question, you could have thrown out any name that came to mind. But we I mean, there's maybe we would have been here, but there's also probably we wouldn't have been here talking and having this right. conversation. And so I appreciate that. So there's a reason that that things happen. But also you mentioned the lesson from Colonel Sanders about just, uh, you know, you're never too old to get started. And and uh, speaking of age, something else that I just found out is that we have the same birthday, May 5th, yes! which is bizarre, but. Yeah, I don't Hold know what that's now. all about. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's let's take it a little further. It's Cinco de Mayo. We're Cinco, Cinco de Mayo, de Mayo is. babies. We are. So we are we bonded are. with that, which means there's a party at lots of restaurants on our birthday. For so there's us. There's no reason for us. That's right. For us. Definitely. Oh my gosh, T-Bird. There's so much like this. It's just amazing to be able to talk with you, but I feel like, you know, you, it's so interesting because there's probably a lot that I could ask you about, but you like, I'm sure people are asking you questions all the time, whether it's you going to different community events or what on social media, but you know, I'm curious, you know, as you, as you kind of think about uh, the questions you want to ask talking with T-Bird, could you remind me of your dream interviewees, some of the people that you want to have on and have conversations with? And I'm not, I'm, I'm not as I was, I was not survivor, so I don't count. So you with, could leave me out. Okay, so you mean survivors talking with T Bird survivors? That's right. Okay, okay. So Matt, a lot of them. We started. Rob and I started with old school survivors. Yes, we started with old school survivors, and then we've thrown in some new school, you know, along the way. And we've kind of broadened 
should have looked and seen how, you know, to see how many we've done now, but we've done over 40 plus. Now I know there's yeah. been probably what, like oh, almost close to 600 survivors that have played. Mm-hmm. So it, I can, I can assure you that all 600 have a fantastic story because, mm-hmm. you know, casting does a phenomenal job of narrowing down these 16 to 20 people that they want to put out there on the island. So these people are pretty remarkable anyway. It's and it's easy. It's easy not to just think of them in survivor that that's, you know, that's, that's all they are. That's who they are, Mm -hmm. whatever. But for most, all of them, it's not, it's what they've done. It's not who they are. So it's easy for the fans to get lost in the other things that that they've done. So that's why I really enjoyed doing the talk with Eber. And we always, of course, talk about what the you know about Survivor. But I mean, for for example, we had Lindsay Richter on from Africa, mm-hmm. and Lindsay mm-hmm. had a really time. Don Meehan had. Hey, are you oh, are yeah. you a fan, Survivor fan or super fan? Ooh, ooh, super! I'm a, I'm a, I'm a super fan. I think I'm a super fan. Okay, good, good. So then, then, then perfect. Okay, so I already gave it. Well, I gave it away. Lindsay Richter, which season she mm-hmm. was on, right? Yeah. Uh oh. Okay, Uh-oh. say it. Say it. Okay. Say it. Uh, uh. Well, for Lindsay, Africa. Yeah. She's on Africa. Okay. I'm, right. I'm okay. also horrible at Survivor trivia, but what I will say is I love Don. I don't understand how you're able to keep up with all of this information, all of these facts. I distinctly, though, remember, one, I loved your interview with Don, I will say, but I remember Don being on and talking about just everything after her season. I remember all of it. What do you, what was her first season that she was on? The first season she was on was South Pacific. So what's fascinating about well, I mentioned Lindsay first. So Lindsay uh-huh. had a really, really tough, tough time when she came off Survivor. Mm-hmm. Social media back, you know, during season three was not like it is today. However, mm-hmm. it was still it, it was still out there. And she got a lot of stuff coming at her that was just way too much for her. Yeah. You know, the way she was portrayed on the show and it's really neat to be able to talk and like Dawn Meehan, she got yeah. a really, you know, she got knocked down really hard by the fans after the show as well. So yeah. to talk with them and hear their stories, you know, you think about being on survivors, the greatest thing ever. And for a lot of us, it is, and it was, but mm-hmm. then there's the flip side of that, the side where you're in the public eye and people think of you more as characters probably yeah. more than just real people, which, you know, which we all are. So these, these chats that Rob and I have, yeah. we can take it so much further and we can learn so much. And, and I love it. I love it. And I love to show the fans and the survivor RHAP community and the survivor fans that again, they're not just survivor. There's so much more to them. Okay. For example, Todd Herzog. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. China. Which one? China, China, my favorite season, China, one of my favorite seasons. And so, you know, Todd has gone through a lot 
since the winning and, and just hearing his story and the same with Mad Dog, Mad Dog Hershey. You can I know you know Mad Dog like really fast. Yeah, I I know so I think of this is this is always my problem. I always have to make connections in my head for everyone. So I remember that Mad Dog is a police officer or was a police officer. I think when she talked with you, she retired. She was in my city of DC and she was in uh the uh, uh, I want I'm I'm getting Australia Australian Outback. Yes. Australian Outback. Maryland Maryland Mad Dog Hershey and her story. I'm getting lucky again, right now by the way T-Bird with with no, remembering the seasons. You're not getting lucky. You're doing you're doing great. <laughs> but again and then and and Matt her story it just yeah. and and the same thing for Todd it pulls at yeah. your heartstrings and it lets you realize there's so much more to these people, not just good, but there's a lot yeah. of things that have, have shaped and, and molded them into who they are. So yeah. that is what I really, I really love to do that. So. Anyway. Yeah. But I, and I love that. I love that because as I think about why I do pod friends, what it's really about is it's my opportunity to get to know and interview people in this RHAP world, in this community, and to talk with podcasters because so often we go on and we'll talk about Survivor and about the strategy and about the casts and the characters and not about ourselves. And we'll talk about this. We'll do that with all the shows and the things. And we don't get to know the people who are, who we're listening to every, you know, every single week who are you know, talking about the shows that we love and the ways that we care about. So for me, it's really an opportunity to dive deeper with people. And I think that's one thing. I mean, I don't know if it has anything to do with us both being not only Tauruses, but May 5th babies. But, you know, I will, I think that there's something there and I think it's powerful. I, and I'll also say, you know, you, you, um, you talked about what makes talking or part of what makes talking with T-Birds so compelling, but for you and your eyes, is there like what makes a, a a great interview? I don't want to ask you to name names and say which you know if you favorites, but like what oh makes a, a really great interview? Because uh, I'm trying to learn from you, T Bird. Uh, Matt, I think you've got it dialed in. And by the way, I just remembered I never asked. I don't. I don't think I ever answered your question on who, and we'll get to that. I think you you asked <laughs> me about ten minutes ago when I went into all this stuff who I would like to interview. You asked me that. And then I got off. So come back to that. <laughs> you did come talk about it. <laughs> I'll come back, come to, back to that. All right. Come back to that. Okay. Yeah. What was the question? What was the question? Okay. <laughs> well, wait, let's actually stop with that. Let's start with that. Who would you like to interview? First of all. All right. So now Rob and I, of course, are still, I've got people that I've been working on since season one. We've yeah. got, you know, when we first started out with season one, Rob gave me a list, a pretty short list. I want to say it was like, Matt, 12 or 13 people that he would like mm-hmm. to get on the podcast. Yeah. And we usually, we, we try, Matt, to get people on the podcast that the fans have not heard from in a while. Mm. Because there's a yeah. lot of survivors that are on social media and you see them on podcasts and that's wonderful. People love that. So, mm-hmm. but we, we try to go after the ones that people have not heard from. So he gave me a short list and I thought, you know, I've got to make this happen, whatever I need to do. So it's been kind of a fun thing, you know, trying to be, I guess, a bounty hunter 
That's what we called it at first. Oh, yeah. The bounty hunter. Ooh, trying to do the bounty exciting. hunter. And then, of course, of course, you know, Max, you want to make the boss happy. So I thought, I got to get these people because the people Rob had, had, has not had on. And plus, the fans are going to love it. So I'm still working. I hate I, I hate to tell say on that list, that 12, I think there's only been about four that we Ooh. have not gotten, which, Matt, I probably don't even need to tell you who they are because mm-hmm. you probably know because, you know, people ask for them and they haven't seen them anywhere around. But I'm still I'm still stalking them in a good way, in a good way. And it's trying to, you know, still trying to maybe hopefully get them on the show. So mm-hmm. with that going, but now, so, Matt, another thing we yes. just started doing is we are looking at people maybe celebrities that are how do you say not survivor players but that are big fans of the show survivor Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you know we're we're i've been reaching out to some and and when i tell glenn you know i just emailed and i just emailed you know to do talking with t where he's like "Mm -hmm, all right sure you (laughs) never know it's a stretch. It's a stretch, but you never know. Come so on, Glenn. Let's think of yeah. it. Come on. We need a little optimism here. Yeah. Yo, so, <laughs> so he's great. He's very encouraging. He's he he's very encouraging. So, but for example, you don't and Matt, you don't think about this. Fans of the show, um, Tyler Perry, we know mm-hmm. this because he was part yeah. of the show coming up with the, the Tyler Perry. The Tyler idol. Perry idol. What? Yeah. Okay, so Tyler Perry, Jimmy Fallon, oh, of the show, Jeff Probst, yeah. uh, Jeff was on his show. I don't know a few years back, and and Jimmy Fallon was actually talking about different ideas and and watching Ooh. all the show, you know, watching the watching the Survivor seasons. And I did not know this about Jimmy Fallon. He is the one that suggested the spot shack to Probst. <gasps> And if you Google it, the Fallon Jeff Probst interview, you can find it on YouTube. Uh-huh. He actually suggested having two people or having somebody have a spy shack where they're watching. And so Jeff At got Tribal. that idea where where uh, Boston Rob and Sandra mm-hmm. and the Queen stays and the Queen stays Queen mm-hmm. they were in the spy shack. That was Jimmy Fallon's idea. What? That is so what? cool. So okay, so Jimmy all right, Fallon. Tyler Perry. Yes. Jimmy Fallon. Oh my gosh. Uh, there's, there's, there's more because I've been sending out different emails to. There's so to many, and it's interesting because there. I feel like back in the day, especially you know, well, especially when there weren't when the finales had people who weren't just the players there and Jeff. So before forty one, before forty two, back you know, even before uh, season forty, sometimes celebrities would pop up in the crowd. I feel like especially in the early seasons of of survivor and so i mean i don't know i don't know i feel like i i remember rosie o'donnell was was um was there at one point yes. there's a long list of celebrities with the survivor crossover yeah and matt and so what has what has happened is yeah during during everything with covid when we were all shut in you know a lot of people started watching survivor that hadn't watched mm-hmm. it in the past. So it brought in a lot of new fans that could start from season one and follow it up because it's kind of neat to see how it's evolved from one yeah. now through 42. So a lot of people jumped on and able to watch through there. And um, 
So it's really, and, and you know what, it's kind of crazy to think now, I don't know if Jimmy Fallon watched the early, earlier seasons. He seemed right. pretty, he's, he seemed pretty knowledgeable of, of everything. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, I can't imagine being out there playing in Africa and having somebody I love. Did I mention I love Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> and Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Fallon sitting at home watching Survive Africa. It's like, I mean, they're real people too. They watch TV too. So it's any anyway. Yeah. So Rob and I decided let's try to get some of these celebrities on. Yeah. That are fans of the show. So that's kind of we're not giving up on the survivors at all. We're we're actually no. getting ready to to start season three. Three. Wow. Talking with we're talking with T Bird. Yeah. We're getting ready to start it after this after the season's over, which we know it was over, you know, last night. So we're yeah. going to start it up. We're going to start it up next week. And we've got a fantastic, awesome, phenomenal guest that again, like a lot of these people have done so many other things in Survivor. So many other things mm-hmm. that make them fascinating. So don't even ask me for any clues because Matt, as much as I love you, <laughs> can't tell you. Well, T-Bird, by the time that this comes out, that your episode will have already aired. But I don't want to know. 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 Okay. I don't want to know. But I will ask. I have to go back to the last question I asked. What for you makes a good... Oh, I almost knocked my popcorn over. What makes a good interview? (laughs) All right. I think... So, I think... um, I might have mentioned this to you because we had talked. Yeah. yeah. We had talked a time or two trying to figure up everything. And, and I said, God, Matt, I really don't like to talk to the mm-hmm. people that I'm getting ready to interview at all. Cause I like it to be completely fresh with everything. So mm-hmm. from, but I think I mentioned to you, the only thing that I will usually text them, you know, as we're trying to set things up, is there anything off limits is, is, yeah. Is there anything that you'd rather me not talk about? And when somebody gives me full reign to do, to go in any direction, that makes it a good interview because I know they're going to go off and they're going to talk about so many things that the fans don't know other than yeah. Survivor. And, and again, good stuff. And then things that maybe are, are heartbreaking or that have gotten them through a lot of the difficult days that people need to see because I think it's mm-hmm. easy to think a lot of times too with social media you think that everybody's life is just so wonderful you know right. you, you see everybody you see everybody at their total best you see pictures mm-hmm. of everybody looking phenomenal and and that's just what we want people to see everybody we, yeah. we all do it we all do it and I mean who wants to post a bad day or a bad you know so I think for a lot of people, it's easy to think, oh, gosh, everybody's happy. Everybody's out doing fun things. Everybody looks mm-hmm. great. Everybody's mm-hmm. accomplished all this except for me. And that yeah. is really a very misleading thing. And the, and the thing that, that's, that I think, again, doing these interviews to see that all these people have problems, too. Just yeah. because you don't see them, just because you don't see them doesn't mean they're not there. So when somebody gives me you know, full reins to go in every direction that is, that makes it a strong interview. So, you know, I mentioned Um, the ones that I mentioned, I'm thinking who else did I talk to? I'm not sure. A lot of people who, who tell their stories and 
So anyway, that's what I took an interview. That's powerful. And you know, the thing I, I really like what you said there because it's so easy to feel intimidated by people. And something I've even, I've even heard and experienced is this happens with podcasters too, where so we, you know, recently we were live in person in New York and I was there. And, you know, um, I feel like a lot of people, I, I like to think I'm more approachable. I like to go out of my way to get to know people, probably a lot like you, I'm sure, just to be like, hey, hey, let's let's talk. I, I recognize you from social media. Let's connect, right? But I, I also realize that sometimes that thing happens where you hear these people who are like funny and witty and whatever they might be on the podcast, and it might feel distance. And so I like to have conversations where it pulls back that layer of, who are they really? And what are some of those things that you could connect with? Because, you know, I, I love to, you know, it's, it's good to talk about the beautiful things, right? And the things that work well and the things that are great about ourselves. But also it's good to talk about the difficult things. Like I, in, in Pod Friends itself, I've talked about like, um, the, actually, I released an episode with Wendell Holland right on the day that I, you know, the anniversary of me losing my dad five years ago. Um, earlier yeah. this year, I, I released that. And I talk about that because I want people to know it's okay to have these conversations and it's okay to talk about grief and talk yeah. about, you know, I'm thinking of all the different topics that come up in these, but like, that's for me what makes it worth it to do these. these podcasts is there like is there any feedback you've heard from listeners especially where a story is resonated with them that kind of jumps out to you or any any stories of like t-bird you did that interview with that person or you did that interview about that topic and it really hit close to home for me oh gosh quite a few with the shane shane power shane powers um you know, battling alcoholism, Todd Hurt's yeah. talk, battling alcoholism, yeah, and mad dog, mad dog. Yeah. I mean, drugs and alcohol, you know, when things are tough, people turn to outlets and mm-hmm. to hear their stories. And, and without getting emotional, yeah, I won't get emotional. I might get emotional. It's all okay. Three of them, so, so, Matt, with all three of them, it wasn't like, it was a long term. It was years that they mm-hmm. battled with the disease. It was years. It was mm-hmm. years where they would come to terms with it or be in and out of rehab or stop drinking and then and then start back for a catalyst, whatever started them back. And and they talk about all that. And and even Shane, you know, Shane is I think um I think you see a layer of him, you see the outward vision the outward you know what he wants you to see yeah he's got a big big heart that yeah that maybe people don't know about but on that podcast with Shane and he was talking about if anybody needs any help Mm -hmm. to reach out to him and and people and and then people did reach out to him privately and he answered them back and that Mm. is that is strong that is powerful stuff and you know, so yes, a lot with that. And then again, um, God, I, I know I'm going to be, again, like I said, with Lindsay and with Dawn, just the difficulties they went through once the show aired and, and why people, a lot of times when we don't see people in social media after they played Survivor, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't take it. I don't take it personal, Matt, when I'm reaching out to some of these people and I, I can't get them or they'll tell me, they'll say, no, T-Bird, I, I'm putting that behind me. I get it. I get yeah. it. For a lot of people, it's, it's a, a wound. They don't want to open up again for whatever reason, for whatever happened because of that. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, yeah. I understand it. I understand it. And then I know, gosh, it's, it's a lot of things you just want to kind of close the door on and you don't want to rehash it again. And so, yeah, yeah, no, it's interesting. It's powerful. And the the thing that makes me think about is you really, you know, there's, there's such a difference in the experience of, and by the way, one thing, before I even say that, I, I just want to say, I also feel like survivor has changed and maybe reality tv has changed in terms of how they depict characters and 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 also people's awareness of you know i'm going on the show these are the implications of this now there's social media so a lot of people know that they have to that they're going to navigate that but especially you know when you know in the first handful of seasons of survivor really maybe even the first half of survivor if i'm doing my math correctly social media wasn't as much of a factor so you didn't know and and yet you you know it's the the seasons are still online and they're on netflix too and you know people have to you hear from people who i'm sure and i see this with um eric reichenbach on social media where people will say to him Hey, that was such a dumb move. And he's like, that was 10 years ago or however many years ago it was. And so I, I understand that. But something I wanted to um, to ask about or, you know, is kind of your relationship with Survivor, maybe before shifting off of it, because obviously you're still talking with Survivors and connecting with it, mm-hmm. with the Survivors. But, um, you know, you were also a fan favorite in in all of it. And so what has that trajectory been for you in terms of just the reaction you've reactions you've received from people and everything else all right so matt for me you know africa season three season three was uh, quite a while back now so after season three finished of course that was before they had returning players but Mm -hmm. then there was chatter about a returning season so yes to say that I wanted to be out there again, Matt, like most of us, most of us yeah. go back again. Um, so when there was talk about that, I was actually in the running for the um, the All-Stars, the first All-Stars. Now, yeah. however, I, I did know, I did know because they said, now, T-Bird, if Tina goes back out there, that's you, that's your spot. Mm-hmm. You know, because, yeah. you know, we were both the, the soccer moms. This, and I got it. I got it. So I knew yeah. if they ended up putting winter, if they ended up putting winners back out there, that was going to be it for me. So mm-hmm. and it was, um, it was mm-hmm. a great season, great, great characters. And so then I, re, you know, we were doing a lot of different traveling around, doing fundraisers and all kind of different yeah. uh, appearances, but basically fundraisers the the appearances were for fundraisers which was fantastic and then it got for me a little bit challenging because i was flying i'm a flight attendant um Mm -hmm. i was flying my children were were young when i went um in africa my my kids tyler was eight and ellie was five so Uh there were a lot there was a lot going on and so it got to a point where i thought 
gosh, you know, man, I, I can't really keep keeping up with everything. So I, mm-hmm. I thought maybe it's just not meant for me to go back and play again. And yeah. so, of course, I was still a huge fan and, and watched it. Even after Africa, I worked for CBS in Atlanta on the mm-hmm. morning show doing every back in the day. It was on Thursdays. Remember, it used to be on Thursday. Mm, yeah, yeah. You might not remember. You might not remember. No, I do remember. You do. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I remember. I know you're thirty. I know you're thirty. Okay, okay. All right. So it was on Thursday. So every Friday morning, I go drive up to Atlanta to do the morning show yeah. covering Survivor. So I did that for a few years, and again, with my flight schedule and with the kids and with all that, it got to be a lot. And then um, when that job, when they moved the morning show up to New York, then that that job for me was no longer there, which I, mm-hmm. I loved it. And so I thought I kind of got to back away. So then second chances came up. Yep. So yep. second chances came up and it kind of, I mean, I was thinking, wow, to be in the running for second chances after 20 years in itself, I knew Matt was a big deal. I knew it was a big mm-hmm. deal, whether I got to go or not. But mm-hmm. when you're in the running and, and you're that close, you want to go, you want to go, you want to go, yeah. you want to go. Well, that didn't happen. You know, I thought I still, I was doing podcasts and doing different things. And I thought I need to back, I got to back away from this. Cause I was, I was disappointed mm-hmm. to, to say I was disappointed mm-hmm. would be an understatement because I was right. really disappointed. Although I knew going into it, we weren't all going. I understood yeah. that. So anyway, I, I thought I'm going to back away from this. And then Rob called me the, the day. It was like a Thursday night. So it was mm-hmm. on a Thursday night. The survivor zone. I thought, you know what? I got to let this, let this go. I don't know if there'll be a second chances again, where I'll be in running. A lot of people have played. I had my shot. And so I'm like, I got to let this go. So anyway, Rob reached out to me about doing a podcast and it was like, mm-hmm. okay, there's your sign. You're not supposed to, so let this you're not supposed to let this go you're this is this is part this is part of who you are and what you've done from there matt talking with t-bird started up yeah and you know it's funny i love talking to people and, and asking people questions and i've just always enjoyed doing that so i was actually talking to our good friend price Isaiah. yes love Bryce. um I do too. I do too. Um, I met, actually felt like I knew him, but I met him at Davy Rickenbacker's uh because Davy lives here in Atlanta. Uh, Davy, yeah, at his premiere of David, David versus Goliath, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. Right? David versus Goliath. Yep, okay. that's right. That's right. What I love, I love that season. I love, it. I love the characters. Love it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I met Bryce there, so we became like you and me. Hey, hey. Yeah. So one day, one day I was talking to Bryce and and he said to me, you know, T-Bird, I was really disappointed that I didn't get further into the game. I was really disappointed not to, you know, at least make the merge. Because I know when a lot of us first play for the first time, that's and maybe the second time, too. I know most of us want to win. Mm-hmm. But we also are looking at day to day. Okay, if I can't win, if, if I can at least get to the merge, that's kind of that. The first thing is you don't want to be the first one voted out. Exactly. The second, the second thing is I just want to make it to the merge. The next mm-hmm. thing is I just want to make the final four. 
anyway, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, so I was talking yeah. to Bryce. Bryce was saying, um, but I um, was talking about how disappointed he was that he didn't make it for the plate. But Bryce, look what's happened to you. Look at this door that has opened for you because of Survivor. No, mm-hmm. you didn't get as far as you wanted to, but look at the lives of people that you are touching and changing with your podcast and because you are who yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. So for me, for me, Matt, the same exact things. You look, you have yeah. to take everything and look at it like, okay, I got to play. Yeah. So many people don't get to play. I got to play this amazing game and I got to meet not just these amazing other 15 people that I played with that we're connected. I'm meeting all these great people that love Survivor and all these people through the last 21 whatever years. Yeah. That and now getting to talk to people and bring their stories out for other people. It's a win-win. So for me, you just have to kind of look at maybe when one door shuts, another one opens. And you mm-hmm. just have to put things where they need to be and realize sometimes your plan not what that's not God's plans. It's if you look at it like that and you just go with it, you're gonna find the beauty in it because there is a reason for it. So I am so blessed that I got to play, that I got to play number one, and that now I'm getting to talk to you, Matt Scott. I'm getting to to do podcasts with Rob and and Mm -hmm. talk to people about their experiences. And so it's great. It's great. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh my gosh, Tiber. That is that was all so beautiful. I went too far off. No, no, you didn't. You didn't even go far off. That was perfect. And you know, something this whole conversation has just been so powerful so far. And you know, something that that comes to mind for me is uh Delta, because I as far as I understand, that Delta has a little slogan called keep climbing. And I'm just saying there are a lot of there's the, 
that's kind of something that it sounds like, you know, you need to do. Sometimes there are some bumps in the road. There's some turbulence for people, right? That happens in life. That's normal. It's okay to talk about it, to see it. But, you know, we keep going. We keep going. And so I actually yeah. wanted to, because you did mention your career as a flight attendant before getting into that. So T-Bird, number one, when did, like, what year, when did you start as a flight attendant? Because I know you just had a big anniversary. I did. I started in 81 as yes. a flight attendant with Delta, mm-hmm. with Delta, because mm-hmm. I'm an Atlanta girl. And of course, yes. Atlanta, Delta is based in Atlanta. So, so mm-hmm. I just completed 41 years with Delta and I'm so blessed, Matt. I love my job so much. Yeah. Um, it's been, you know. I want for my children, my kids who actually aren't really children anymore, but they are me, mm-hmm. Matt. They're basically yeah. your age. They're yeah. they're 26, yeah. 26 and 29. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just want them to find whatever their passion is, whatever their thing is that they can identify with and what makes them happy. That is so important for anybody. And so if you're out there working, I know sometimes you have to do things to kind of yeah. work, you know, work through the, the journey, try to think about what you want to do that will make you happy. And then, you, you know, that's, that's the key. So I've been very, very blessed. Yeah. So in Delta has been really good. Again, it's kind of like survivor. You call it, we call each other a family. And for a big corporation like Delta, it's, it's really mm-hmm. nice to feel, even though it's as, as big as we are now, as global as we are, it's been a mm-hmm. fantastic company to be with. So I'm very blessed. Yeah, think I, 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 there's so much I could ask about, but one thing I'm curious about because I was looking into all of the different Delta slogans that I saw, and I obviously I was familiar with the current one. But beyond the current one, have there been any that have like resonated with you or that kind of stick with you for any reason? I always wonder about that because you know you're on these flights, and there have been a number of the ones over the years. Um, and you know, I you know, there's good goes good goes around on top of the world. You'll love the way we fly. Ready when you are. We love to fly, and it shows. Delta gets you there. Delta is ready when you are. All of it. Is there is there one of those that really resonates with you and kind of uh, still sticks with you? Yeah. So, or more. so Matt, all of them. I don't. Well, know. no, no. You you covered it. You did great. I love good goes around. I mm-hmm. love good goes around. Everything in life, I believe yeah. in. Every, you know, you know, mm. good goes around. As far as Matt, even any any small gestures, small gestures can yeah. change somebody's day, can change everything. Small gestures, you know, whether it's just a smile, a, a touch, yeah. Um, yeah. asking somebody how they're doing, and really mean it. Just showing mm-hmm. an interest. It's just the it's the little things. So I mean, I believe in in karma. I believe good goes around. Yeah. So that one, of course, definitely, just for every day, definitely stands out. One hundred percent, it does. Yeah, I think you know it's. I I love that too. I love I love that you um that you mentioned that one because that's the. I think that's really the important one, too. And something to remember is that we don't always know the ripple effect that we'll have. And when we just even just talking about podcasting itself and everything that we get to do here on on Rob has a podcast. Right. You know, we don't 
always know who's listening. And one thing that I'd like to say, which I will say now to people who are listening, is let me know you're listening. Follow along and connect on social media. Tweet me, tweet T-Bird, all of it, because we don't know all the ways that people are affected sometimes there are you mentioned the example of just um addiction as a theme that's been across different talking with t-bird episodes and you know it's so powerful that people did reach out to shane and have reached out to others with their stories but i want to say um you know let us know that you're listening and let us know how this is affecting you and then spread the word and share it you know i i i have to Going back a little bit, T-Bird, I, I want to talk about, you know, your life as a flight attendant, because I have a lot of friends who uh, who um, have, you know, looked at the a flight attendant career as as a career. And I'm sure lots of listeners have. What do you love about or, you know, what beyond even just what you love about your because I know you're going to talk about what you love about being a flight attendant. But like, what is your what's a day of your life? Uh, flying like gosh so so Matt the good thing I guess the main thing to say is number one I'm with a great company Mm -hmm. and also I'm not sitting for me to sit for long periods of time is is very challenging (laughs) so I have a job where I don't where I don't sit I'm moving moving Mm -hmm. moving and then I have a job where I'm meeting all kind of different people so people Mm -hmm. it's funny so when I started in 81 a long time ago, yeah. I was, you know, here in Atlanta, and even though Atlanta's a big city, I was still kind of, I guess, isolated somewhat as far as, and then when I started flying, I started going over to Europe and all these places yeah. and seeing so many things, Matt, you know, that I had never seen before, you know, different mm-hmm. cultures, different everything. So it opened my eyes up to a lot of things. And I think that's mm-hmm. a good thing. It's a good thing to see there's a lot of people in this world that have diverse backgrounds than you do. And that mm-hmm. is what I've been able to see. And, and I, I've loved that. So that is fantastic. You know, seeing all these different places yeah. has been a, a wonderful thing. I'm more of a homebody. Uh, we lived on a farm about oh, wow. an hour south of Atlanta. So mm-hmm. when I'm home, I, I love to be home. But if, if I have to work um, to do what I'm doing, and now that I've done it so long, I can basically pick my routes uh, mm-hmm. with Delta. I'm a German speak. I'm a German speaker with Delta. So oh. for many many years, I flew, you know, Munich to Munich, most beautiful city, Frankfurt, Stuttgart, Zurich, um, all. All these, I know Zurich is not in Germany, but we had a German speaker on the flight. Yeah. So I was able to do that for probably 30 years, which was like fantastic. And now I'm not flying as much international. I'm staying closer to home. So the job is so great because it offers different things for different people. And at different Mm -hmm. times of your life, when you're, you know, when you're first married or, you know, when you're single and then when you're married Mm -hmm. and when you start having children and your children are raised, you can bid different days, different trips, whatever works for your schedule at the time. So it's nice to be able to adjust that. So the flexibility of the job has been great. So I've actually love it. Yeah. Wow. That is so beautiful to hear T-Bird. And one thing I didn't know that maybe 
I'm guessing a lot of other people didn't know is that you speak German. Mm-hmm. Yes, so what? I do. I, I feel like I don't. I, I feel like I I need to learn some German from you. Or I don't know. Are there certain like phrases that you that you just have in your back pocket? I don't know. I, I'm assuming uh, Rob knows this already, but this is news to me. Well, I mean, he he. I don't know if he does or not, but you oh. know, I had a little. I had a little German in high school, like this much. You know, when you uh-huh. have a language in high school, you know, you think you know something, like I did, but guess what? I didn't. But yeah. ignorance yeah. is ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. So I had just enough to think when you know Delta started flying to Germany mm-hmm. back in 1980, whatever. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I can do this. So anyway, from there, I started going to a tutor. In, in Atlanta and I just started mm-hmm. studying and, and I knew that it would help me with my schedule to be able mm-hmm. to speak German. So for me, it's been something I've worked on for years and years. It doesn't come easy to me because I've never been immersed in it where you just go and you live in a country for six or eight or two months, which would have been the best way to have really learned it. So, mm-hmm. but it's, it's been, and so now it's actually a hobby, even though I'm not fly in those trips as much as I used to it's yeah. been it's been a great it's a great hobby and yet it, and it still is wow. so yeah I, I wonder right. though how like do you have any idea how you would say talking with t-bird in German yeah sprechen mit t-vogel sprechen oh my gosh talking sprechen mit t-vogel with t-bird. oh my gosh this is a yeah. revelation I had no clue but now we know Did, talking with t-bird and T-Bird herself are international. So this is good to know. Wow. <laughs> this is amazing. Anyway, this yeah. is amazing. And I, I want to I ask, um, you know, you, you talked about going different places and something that I'm sure a lot of people could relate to. And I could even relate to of connecting with different people, going different places. You learn more about the world. You kind of understand the value of all of that diversity of different people because you're exposed to all of them. But I'm curious, and maybe this is a tough question, but are there any, like, any stories of people you've met that come to mind just in your travels as a flight attendant? Because, well, Matt, I mean, there are, there are probably millions of people that you, oh my gosh, I don't even want to start to think about the numbers, but there Matt, are easily millions of people that you've met. Yes. And, and Matt, for me, you know, yeah. I believe laughter is contagious. And if you're doing something and you're having fun with it, then everybody else around you will have fun with it. So mm-hmm. the job that I have, I'm able to have fun with it. That are traveling. Of course, we have travelers going honeymoons, going on vacation, yeah. going to see family they hadn't seen. But we also have travelers that are going for things, you know, going to funerals or going to different things, you know. So yeah. it's nice to be a part of people's journeys. And it's, you know, it's it's just a, it's just a, a fun thing to be able to whatever the people are needing. A lot of people, some people are scared to fly. And so yeah. it's nice to be able to, to be a part of all that. It's just mm-hmm. great. And it's always changing. I mean, it's always, it's always changing. Every flight is different. I work with different crews, basically every flight. So it's all changing. So meeting lots of people. So when you ask me if there are anything that stands out, yeah. Oh my gosh, Matt, you just started something and you know, you Uh-oh. did. 
Yes, you I did. Know I this did. is what happened. I did. You know, I you did. know what you just did. Yes, you did. <laughs> no, you I don't did. know. I don't think I know. Is, I don't think I know. This is oh yeah. This is just like the question you asked me. Buckle Who up. would you like to interview? Who would yes. you like to interview? I'm like, oh gosh. Once we finish this, now I'm gonna be trying I'm gonna be thinking of <laughs> stories of people that have touched my life that I couldn't come uh, up with now. Yeah. So you're gonna be hearing from me on that. Oh my gosh. This is that's my secret. I just ask you questions until until you find you're stumped and then and then we have to come back to it. But I think it's <laughs> I think that this is all powerful. And I, I love I love um I, it's it's amazing to hear what you're talking about overall, but I, I, I kind of want to ask, are there you know, beyond what you've shared, because I think there are some lessons there that people could take away. Um are there any you know, in, in thinking about it more directly, are there any lessons that you've kind of learned from from your experience over the last 41 years? Congratulations, T-Bird. Uh, are there any lessons you've kind of learned about life that you could share with people? Because uh, uh, people are always tuning in to learn from like the journey of of well, learn from my journey and from the interviewee's journey. And I'm I'm sure there's so much. You don't need to limit yourself to one lesson. I'll sit back. I'll, I'll buckle right. up. And, well, I think we can tie this part of it into Survivor yeah. with the diversity, with the diversity campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, again, for me, working around people and learning about cultures and customs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for me, Matt, I'm real. I think I told you it's just the little gestures, the little things that can change somebody's life that you might not realize you've done. So for me, Matt, I'm a touchy, touchy person. Yeah. Real touchy. I can't help it. I mm-hmm. talk with my hands and on the airplane, yeah. I, I reach out mm-hmm. and I touch people. And I've learned that different cultures, yeah, that's not what you can do. I mean, so I've learned through my training that I have to be respectful and careful because even though I don't mean it disrespectful at all, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's a very endearing thing. But everybody's different and where they come from or their life experiences or basically their culture dictates Mm -hmm. how they may react. So that has been very eye opening for me. And just like the diversity campaign that Survivor started, I don't think I don't I think I know it's hard sometimes to put yourself in other people's shoes and that's something I know I know we all learn we all can learn from that unless we've had things happen in our life that has made us part of that um so that's been a really positive thing and and I know I sometimes turn off to that and I always think if we'll just take the time not just to listen, we might can understand what somebody else is going through or what they're dealing with. And that is, is so, so important. And that's with anything with, with, with anything you're doing. So, yeah. Wow. That's deep. And I think the thing that's really, that jumps out to me is, you know, cause we both sit here as people who are, curious about the world as people who like to ask other people questions and then sit and listen to what they have to say. And 
I think that there's a lot there, you know, and actually I would even extend this conversation to the people who are listening because the types of people who listen to talking with T-Bird, the types of people who listen to pod friends, they're the people who are curious, who want to know the answers. So maybe they don't have the opportunity to, you know, sit and ask you all the questions directly T-Bird, but they're definitely tuning in right now, listening because they want to learn from so many perspectives and, it, it it really goes a long way when we just sit and listen and ask questions. And I've said this, I've had this conversation with Rob before um, talking about Survivor and like how I would go about playing in a game like Survivor. One thing I would do, and I would be out there, T-Bird, pod friends would be out there on the island. It would be talking with Matt Scott. I would be there getting my popcorn popped and just asking people about their lives, not only because it's a good way of like, understanding how they work but just because it's so interest people are so much more interesting than than they than we know and i do feel like you know maybe there are some people maybe there are some people who you can't have a really interesting interview with because they won't open up like you were saying with the limits topics but everyone has some interesting parts to their story and something that they're passionate, you know, something that they could talk about that will resonate and connect with other people. So this is, that's like my realization from just what you're saying. It's powerful. Yeah. Oh, okay. I do. I do want to mention something. Yeah. Not really off topic. Exactly. But, you know, back, back for survivor. I'll just say really quickly how I got interested in wanting to go out on the show. So, Survivor mm-hmm. season one, Borneo was on and yeah. I was, I was, I'm in real estate also. So I was just mm-hmm. getting my real estate going. Um, but my mom, my mama would call me every Wednesday night for the first five weeks and say, you have to watch this show. You have to watch wow. this show. Well, the first five weeks I didn't, because again, I was busy. I'm not a big TV watcher really, because I don't like to sit down. So mm-hmm. finally I watched it and I watched it. Well, I'm a fan, but I can't tell you I'm a super fan because I don't exactly remember which number this was on Borneo. But I started watching the night Ramona got voted out. Now, I don't know if that was Um, the fifth or fourth episode or the fifth episode. But the minute I turned it on and watched it, Matt, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know now why Mama wants me to watch that. I got to do that. I got to do it. I got to do that. I got to do it. I got to do it. So I went and applied at the sat at the little computer and applied that night. Okay. Along with probably everybody else. Cause you know, from Borneo, right. it went to, Aust- to Australia when those two were like uh-huh. huge, huge, huge. All right. Mm-hmm. So I got lucky. I got an interview and mm-hmm. for anybody that says, you know, they'd like to do it, put in a, put in an application, throw it out there, throw it against the wall. There are so many survivor players that have applied one time, but most of us have applied more than one time, like lots of times. Yeah. I, I applied. I actually applied once. Um, I did not get a call back on the first call. Then I applied a second time. Mm-hmm. So I had applied, I guess, for, for Australia. So mm-hmm. anyway, didn't get called. But then I sent in a second video. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to try this. Just try this again. <laughs> so I put yeah. in a second video and I got called. Long story longer. I went through the process. I went to LA. I did all the, all that. And then when I got back home, they called me and said, um, we're not going to put you on season three. 
Mm-hmm. We're going to hold you over for season four, Marquesa. And I was, of course, disappointed, Matt, because I thought, you know how it goes. You kind of got to yeah. get while the getting's good. So I mean, anything yeah. can happen. And I thought, so I thought, you know what? God puts you right where he wants you to be. And I knew that I just have to know, at least I got a shot. They called me back and they said, we've changed our mind. We want you on Africa. <laughs> and the yeah. ironic thing about that, Matt, was number one, I'd always wanted to go to Africa. I had never yeah. been. I know you're probably thinking, well, if you always wanted to go, why didn't you go? Well, I had young kids and you know, yeah. money was tight. Taking off yeah. to Africa wasn't a priority. I'd always wanted mm-hmm. to go. So God puts you right where he wants you to be. Got cast, went to Africa. Not going to get emotional, Matt. So don't even think yeah. it. I'm going to get emotional because I'm not. If it, if I do, uh-huh. I'm going to be doing like this. I'll be starting to eat popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <I'll> put my- <laughs> so, so, then, so then got cast in Africa. And then Survivor Africa highlighted the AIDS epidemic. Mm. And that was a, again, God puts you right where he wants you to be. My brother yeah. had passed away. Of, my brother had passed away of AIDS. At 29 years old. So I knew there was a reason that that's Mm -hmm. where I was. And so, or you know how now at the end of Survivor, um, they say all proceeds go to Survivor, you know, whatever they auction off. Yeah. Well, back in season three, it was the Elizabeth Glazer Pediatric AIDS Foundation. That's where everything, everything that was sold for pediatric AIDS. And the whole season spotlighted, and they did like such an amazing job of bringing that for the world to see. Because back then there were so many people watching it. And for me, losing my brother to AIDS and being able to give back, once the show was over, I was able to to give back to the Elizabeth Glazer Pediatric AIDS and do different things. And Mm -hmm. I thought, this was exactly exactly how it was supposed to be so wow. you know you know there's a reason a season a lifetime there's reasons things happen in your life mm-hmm. there's reasons that you meet people in your life that stay in your life maybe just for a short term that change your life or maybe you change theirs and mm-hmm. then the same thing about a season the same thing and then a lifetime and i love that saying because i think it's so true so you know I, I just really wanted to share that you have to believe in your journey. You have to believe mm-hmm. there's a plan because I really do. Now, that doesn't mean don't make things happen. Follow your dreams. Make them happen. Don't give up. Ask for help. There are so many people that will help you if you reach out and ask for help. So yeah. anyway, I just wanted to share that. Again, it's kind of like when Bryce said how disappointed he was that he didn't make make it further, make it to the merge. And I'm like, but Bryce, look, look, look yeah. at this. And, and even the same thing for me, um, as much as, you know, just getting to go out on the show, but to be able to, to have something meaningful in your life that you can share to other people. And that was a big thing back then, Matt, because mm-hmm. a lot of people reached out to me because of that and and that brought a lot of friendships yeah. into my life that I, that I would not have met so that has been a very very cool thing and and Matt just like I talked to you about how yeah. if you don't understand somebody else's journey 
then mm-hmm. you can't understand. So for me, again, my my brother was a gay man, well, a young mm-hmm. kid. He was passed yeah. at twenty at twenty nine. So yeah. I was around um, gay gay people. I, I don't sometimes yeah. I get messed up. No, you're I was great. Around gay, I was around gay people, yeah. and I understood uh-huh. them. And and even yeah. my mom and dad, who back in the day, I mean, this was back, you know, in early in the eighties. Yeah. Um, my mom and dad, a lot of people Oof. will ask me, how did your mom and dad react to that? I'm not going to get yeah. emotional. My yeah. mom and dad, my mom and dad, I think are the reason that my heart is the way it is because of them. And so mm-hmm. they actually embraced my brother just like they're a son with, because they, you know, we were all a family. Yeah. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what his sexuality was. And again, yeah. Matt, this was back in the eighties when mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, a lot of things unknown and a lot of fear understandably was going on. So yeah. my parents actually had him at home and they, he passed it home. They, they took care of him. Um, my mom and dad oh. are angels. And I, I like to think that I learned so much about their heart and opening their hearts to people that, um, it's been a very cool thing. So yeah, that was a neat thing. Beautiful. So that it's was beautiful. a neat thing. Oh, I got to ask you a personal question. And um, yeah, please. That, that Because again, I'm a little bit more mature than you, because like I said, you're my, <laughs> you're my son's age. You're my son's age. Right. I am. So I've, I've heard you, and this has been kind of confusing for me. I've heard you refer to yourself. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even feel right for me to say it, but I want to say it. Uh, yeah. And I've said a young black queer person is what I've said. Yes. 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 A, 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 a queer man. Yeah. And yeah. Back in the day, back in the 80s, mm-hmm. the, that word was not said. And so it's, it, I, you know, I know people get frustrated when we can't understand different movements or different things. And again, I yeah. say, if we just, if we just listen, if we listen, mm-hmm. we can learn and we can learn why things. So I heard yeah. you say that and I was yes. conflicted because I'm like, oh, I could never say that word because I didn't, yeah. I, for so many years, I thought that was a negative way to say it, but clearly it it's not. Well, it, it, was. it was. It was in the 80s. Things have evolved, yeah, right? And and yeah. that's one of the things that's so beautiful. And so, you know, queer really being nowadays. And it's funny, too, because, I mean, I'm, you know, we've, you know, I, I'm only 30, right? But even then, terms and things have evolved, right? And so now the way that we use queer, and I've, I've, I've used the word queer so many times on podcasts talking about, um, you know, about the LGBTQ plus community. Because that now is really like this umbrella term that people use, right? And I, as opposed to being like a, you know, because gay is an identity, like bisexual is an identity, lesbian is an identity. You have all of these different categories, but queer really being this community overall and representing like we're in this together is the beautiful thing, right? And I, I love what you're I love this right now because you stop to say, and this is the thing that so many people are afraid to do. It's I'm uncomfortable with this thing. Even when, when I think of like the, the black piece of it being a young black person and that piece of it, people 
are afraid sometimes like I can't talk about it. I don't know how to do it. And they get really uptight and their shoulders get up to their ears and they just clam up. Right. And we have to be able to ask people about these things, because one of the things that I say all the time is, you know, what for me might be an uncomfortable conversation for the next person is their everyday life and vice versa. And so we have to realize, you know, I think people, as you've learned and as I've learned too, and as an interviewer that we gain, you know, people like to be asked these questions. They like to be asked about themselves and some, some people aren't comfortable. Right. But, but at the same time, people like to be asked rather than have people assume or be told. And so I appreciate that, T-Bird. Yeah. And, I, and I love like in real time, this example of your learning and your growth. And I just see your mind and brain and who you are expanding. And I, I, I love how you even give credit back to your, um, your parents as, as being a place where, because that was in the middle of the, really in the beginning, I guess I would say, of the AIDS epidemic that you're talking about. And I did a podcast about, um, you know, just a la- about a year ago, actually, about, um, there's a documentary on Hulu called Pride, I think. And we, I talked about it uh, with a couple of other podcasters, Grace Leader and Brooklyn Zed. And we just talked about like, decade by decade from the fifties onward kind of right. what queer or LGBTQ plus life has been like. And things were really rough back then. And it, it, I think it really says a lot when, you know, your parents could be so loving and accepting and open mm-hmm. in a time when people were completely the opposite of that. And I'm not yes. even surprised because then I say to myself, Oh, this is why T-Bird is the way that she is. And um, I just want to, celebrate you for that and i'm sure like if bryce bryce was here and i always i always i i have to give credit to bright i don't know why i'm pointing up when i give credit to bryce uh for those watching the video but like i always i have to give credit to bryce because i heard him on um on you know the purple pants podcast start to say you know i'm a queer black man and he always would say he started to talk about it more and i've i've heard him talk about this a lot maybe i've even had conversations with him about this where he says I always, when I'm in a room, I always remind people, regardless of if it seems relevant, that I'm a queer black man, because that's always how he shows up. That's always how I show up, even if it's not on the agenda of the meeting or the conversation or whatever. It's kind of who I am. And so it's important that we kind of, um, you know, we we own those identities. And it's also important that other people take time to understand them. And so I, I'm grateful for you, T-Bird. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. If we take the time to listen and, and mm-hmm. not be trying so hard to fight against what how people are feeling because that's how they're feeling for whatever reason we can't understand we're not in their shoes so mm-hmm. um i think people just want to be acknowledged people just mm-hmm. want to be seen and it's it's oh my gosh i've got the most beautiful story this yeah. made me cry i'm for sure of it um, because this is yeah. so this is so fresh this is so fresh but this is so important remember yeah. i talked about the little the little things 
the small gestures, the little things that you don't know what could totally change somebody's life around um, or what they need, what they just might need yeah. for that day. So last night was the finale, Survivor S42. Mm-hmm. It was a yes. fantastic, fantastic finale. Baby, are you in the house? Honey? Okay, so good. Okay, Dan good. was out yeah. of town last night, so he uh, has not watched it. So I've kind of, uh, I didn't know if he'd come in since we've been talking. Okay. All right. So this yeah. is what I think is so important. It's so important. Okay. When, when the winner, I, I had a few connections with some of the yeah. players. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, when Marianne hit the big screen yeah. from the beginning, oh my gosh, Matt, my heart was like, bon bon, bon bon. Same. I, I love yeah. her. I love her. Yeah. She yeah. is something about her is so unique, so special, so yeah. real, so sincere. Mm-hmm. Her laughter, her was contagious, her smile, yeah. everything. Now, did I think yeah. she would make it to, to the end and win? Well, I was loving that she might, but did I think she would? Yeah. It didn't matter. I just thought yeah. she's such a big personality. So then some of the players came to Atlanta for yeah. a screening before right. the season was over. So mm-hmm. I got to meet Mary Ann. I got to meet Omer, yeah. who I love. Oh, my gosh. I love Omer so much. Um, Lindsay, uh-huh. Lindsay talking about she all she had was the physical game. She didn't have a social game. Yes, yeah. she, yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yeah. Because you, I couldn't see it on the screen as much until I met her Mm -hmm. and she talked to me, you know, you know, when people are in their season and everybody's around them and focused on them, understandably, Mm -hmm. she talked to me for quite a while, very sincere. So I know her social game out there on the Island was very strong. So anyway, she was amazing. Um, I'm trying to think right now, my mind's going like, anyway, so this is what I think. I think that is again, did I mention it's the little thing, but more than mm-hmm. it's the little things, it's the things that you do when nobody's watching that yeah. defines who you are. That I, I believe it to the core. The things you do when nobody's watching that really is who you are. Yeah. So it was like two minutes before we were at the Ron Clark Academy, a yeah. academy that Ron Clark has built and that does so much for these children and changes their lives. Anyway, two minutes, everybody's already basically sitting in the auditorium because the show's coming. Now, remember, I didn't know Mary Ann was going to win, but I'm sure yeah. she was eager to get in there and sit down because all the people were, you know, <laughs> around her and so on. But yeah. she was like, it was like a minute or two away from it was to start. And this one guy was left out in the lobby. Mm-hmm. This one gentleman was left out in the lobby and he's deaf. He's a deaf gentleman and he, he was an, he's an older gentleman and he, you know, sometimes I know there are different, that's what I learned with Delta too. Right. When we know somebody's deaf, there's different deaf. There's right. a little bit, there's all kind of different. So mm-hmm. Ricard this, this talked about that last season a little bit too. So we, we've heard that a little bit on survivor too, but okay, I'm okay. not to interrupt Perfect. your story. Wow. So, so he's deaf. And so he couldn't really, he couldn't talk. He basically yeah. would sign. He would, he would. So anyway, 
he, he pointed me to Mary Ann. And I knew he wanted to meet her because who didn't? She's a, mm-hmm. the brightest light of sunshine yeah. you could ever imagine in your whole life. And I'm thinking, oh, dear Lord. It's like one minute she's rushing in there. I, she's going in there now. She's holding like her drink and some food. Not a drink drink. Her Coke and her food. Her yeah. hands are full. She's getting ready to start. And so I thought, I got to do this. I got to do this for him. If it doesn't work out, it does work out. So anyway, I said, Marianne, and I just met her. I said, Marianne, mm-hmm. I said, and I pointed to him. And she, and I went like this. I said, he's, he's deaf. Marianne put her food down. She put her drinks down. He was the only one now at the whole academy. He was the only one there. She went over to him and started signing. And she looked and she looked at me and she said, can I hug him? And and it was just such a beautiful, beautiful moment, Matt. And it was a real moment. You know, you meet people and I know you've met them. At these survivor events where a lot of these players, they're larger than life. And sometimes every now and then they kind of buy into themselves like they're Mm -hmm. larger than life. Well, you know, Marianne knows now, we know not now that we, she knew she had won. She could have taken any kind of attitude or any kind of posture there was. Yet it was important for her to stop. And the little thing, acknowledge him and make him feel in that moment that he was the only one there. And she did. And I stood there. I was back in the background and a tear came out of my eye because I yeah. loved her. I loved her before I loved her. But that is who she is. Yeah. That is who she is. And again, I say, it's the things you do when nobody when nobody's watching. It defines who you are. And she is a beautiful, beautiful soul. And that she won Survivor 42, the second, second African-American woman. Yeah. I could not, it could not, it could not be in better hands than with her. Mm-hmm. And there were some phenomenal characters that I would have been happy with winning as well. But that she won, because I know, like Mike said last night, and kudos to yeah. Mike. What a, what a yeah. gentleman. What a humble, He's... humble. He won me over big time. He won me over yeah. big time. For him to yeah. say, no, she'll do great things with this. And she will. Mm-hmm. And she will. She will. Um, so anyway, I know I got off on that. I got off. No, on that. no, no, no. That was, so, I, I, I'm thankful for that too, because Marianne, you know, again, I, I, you know, for me, seeing her and seeing so much of myself in her, um, you know, on Survivor, I'm not used to seeing players who are, you know, it's not. Uh, like sometimes you'll see Marianne out there and she's cast on the show and we've seen other people who have these big hearts and big personalities. And you're thinking, Oh, they're not going to make it that far. Cause we're not used to, we're used to seeing them get taken out earlier or they're there for the entertainment necessarily. And you know, people are cast for right. different reasons. I think about Jonathan a lot because he, <laughs> you know, the fact that he was so physically dominant is not because anyone else is inadequate it's just that that's kind of like that's who he is and that doesn't make him a better or worse player than anyone else or better than or worse person than anyone else but i i i love marianne for 
the fact that she was able to do it because she showed you could have heart, you could be kind, you could go out of your way to help people at different times and support them, which we saw on the show multiple times. And we saw in this example that you gave, and I have just so much love for her, even though I've never met her. I hope I have the chance to meet her and talk with her because all I have to say to her, and it's interesting. I met, um, I met, uh, Shan from season 41 actually, um, a while back. And I just, all the biggest thing I had to say to her was thank you because, um, Rob speak going back to RHAP. A year ago, um, I hosted this panel podcast called Black Voices of RHAP, and it was 17 Black podcasters, all, all of the, pod, the Black podcasters from RHAP at the time, all represented, all kind of speaking on these topics, the past, the present, and future. And after that, T-Bird, we had on Big Brother, we had the Cookout Alliance, the six Black players who made it to the final six and made history that way, and a Black winner, of course, through that. And we had season 41, and we were able to see just such great representation there. And yeah. then now we have Marianne in S42, yeah. and it's just like, I don't feel like, I don't know. It's It's been a long ride with reality TV for a lot of people, and for a lot of us, I'll say. And um, Marianne is, is a dream in every way. I'm so thankful. I'm excited to watch the season back again at some point. Yeah. But T-Bert, I, I can't, I know I won't have you here forever. So I, I want to actually come back to something come back to RHAP and this community as we talk about community and connecting, like what does, well, I, I don't, I, I know, I, I know you could go on and on about uh, Rob and the community, but I'll ask you, what does like, what does being part of this Rob has a podcast community mean? And you know, what does Rob in that context even mean for you where, you know, where oh, you gosh. this might <sighs> be one of those questions. I'm going to have to get back with y'all. I'm gonna have several. I have to get back with you. There's a lot. Yeah. Gosh. So Matt, I mean, I mean, just right now meeting you. Yeah. Just meeting you would have not happened. You know, we're not just pot friends. We're friends. Yeah. We're friends, and and so you know, I think when you have something in common, um, being you know the the RHAP community, whether it's you Mm -hmm. know Survivor or RHAP community. It's great. Mm-hmm. Doesn't everybody want to be included and feel like they're in something that's just, you know, and this is, this is that RHAP family. And yeah. we are all so diverse and mm-hmm. we think differently, but we all have the same thing in common and we learn from each other. It's mm-hmm. great. We, we learn from each other. So, you know, Actually, I learned something from you earlier in our conversation. So I guess I'll tell you yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. You said you said your dad had passed five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said it's the day was the day that you talked to Wendell. Yeah. And and I know that that has been very, very, very difficult for you because at yeah. 24, yeah. 20, at yeah. 25, was to lose your dad. Yeah. My, my children lost their dad also at a very young age, 22 and mm. um, 25. And I know yeah. the toll it's taken on them. Even now, my son's your age. Tyler's your age. Mm. Um, yeah. you, 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 you deal with it, but you really, it changes you. And, yes. you know, 
when my dad passed, of course, my parents, my mom's still living, but my dad's huge part of my life, huge part of my life. I don't know what day he passed. Mm-hmm. Is that crazy? I don't know he passed. Because so when you said my dad passed five years ago yeah. today, the dad was talking to Wendell. Yeah. Um, just now I thought, I don't know. I don't know what day my dad passed. I try not to think no. of the month. Now I know his yeah. birthday. I know his birthday. Yeah. But that day for me, I just try to take things out that doesn't make me happy. And because mm-hmm. that day doesn't make me happy, I don't even know the day. So yeah. it's ironic. Again, we all deal with things differently. Mm-hmm. And just again, just because I deal with, with my heartache or my grief differently, it doesn't mean that yours is not as strong and as exactly. important to you. So I think we learn from each other. It's we do. If we if we if we open our hearts and our minds and we listen, we learn from each other. It's great. And mm-hmm. and again, this RHAP community has helped me, gosh, learn so, so much. I love it. It's such a blessing. And it's, guess what else? It's fun. It's just yeah. a lot of fun. And, and again, I think as difficult as life is, I think laughter is the, the, the greatest medicine. Mm-hmm. Don't take yourself too seriously. And I think this is what the community has done for me. It just, it's just fun. Yeah. Wow. Wow. T-Bird. There's, there's so much there and I'm glad that we could learn from each other and I'm excited to, I'm thankful to have the opportunity to go back and listen to this before everyone hears it again. I'm excited to listen to it when it's out there again. I'm excited to hear from everyone with their thoughts and feedback and all of those things, but Oh my gosh. And you know, we could go on and on. And I always, I feel like so often, I guess naturally in these interviews, we end up talking about the value of RHAP and Rob. I'm not even going to get you started on Rob. I will say, um, for people who haven't, who missed it somehow to go back and listen to you, I believe on the, on the recap or maybe it's the recap or the feedback show one way or the other. I think it was the feedback show, um, for, um, Survivor 41 that you were on. So check that out because the first 20 minutes of that episode are just you celebrating Rob and he deserves that. He deserves so much. And I'm so grateful for him because he has really changed my life. My life is good otherwise. It was good otherwise, but he like changed it and brought in so much and so many people, including you, who just have changed it for, you know, like you said, there, there's, um, you know, there are people who come into your life for a reason, a season and a lifetime. And I know there are many people in the RHAP community, thankfully, who will be in my life for a lifetime. But T-Bird, I have one more question for you. And it is, you have to answer this one though. You have to answer. Ah! You can come back to me later with other, other answers. I have to ask. Okay. So I like to ask this question that if your life were, this is a big one, T-Bird. If your life were a book or documentary, this is a big one. You could take, yep. Yep. What would the title be and why? Okay, um, but Matt, I know I said, I know I said I it's important. Fell my chair. I know I said By the way, T Bird. I have to say, I have to say, T Bird, for those who didn't see it, you went straight to that popcorn to stall. So I, I, 
oh my gosh, I'm just glad I didn't fall on the grounds or else that would have been a different <laughs> end to this interview. But uh, what, what would the title be and why? Okay, so Matt, I know I said it's important that you don't talk to your people that you're going to interview so everything's mm-hmm. fresh. We may should have talked about this before. Since you already know how I get with questions that that are so deep for me that I should just throw something out there. Mm -hmm. I should just throw Mm -hmm. something out there, man. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. Um, I believe in you. I believe. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I guess you can always edit this mm, this, this, this long lull here. Um, This is what usually happens when I ask this question. (laughs) There's usually a a long lull. Yeah. So you're in good Um, company. Okay. How about this? So what's the name of my book? My good yeah. that Nobody's going to want to read. All right. The book that I'm going to say that everybody's going to be like, what? Um, it's going to be. Okay, here we go. I don't know why I'm emotional today. I mean, I guess we're no. talking about all these. We're talking about emotional. all these subjects that are so, you know, so crazy. Okay. The yeah. name of my book is going to be Matt Scott. It's going to be Even With a Broken Wing. You can fly. Wow. That's so cheesy. Wow. Matt, that's so cheesy. Matt, Matt, oh my God, that's so cheesy. But 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 let me tell you why. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking right it's now. Great. No, it's not because of the fried chicken. No, Matt. <laughs> it's not be- it's not. It's not because of Colonel Sanders. It's not because of a flight attendant for Delta. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because. I want to say it again. This is good. I think we got something here, baby. Even with a broken wing, you could fly. Maybe he's, I don't know where Glenn is. I think Glenn's still outside. I think Glenn's still outside. Yeah, he probably is because he gets tired of hearing me screaming and yelling into these podcasts, (laughs) which he's like, you're too loud. You're too loud. Anyway, so Matt, yeah, even with a broken wing, you can fly. And and let me tell you why. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. Because this is so fresh with Marianne. Yeah. I think, I think there are people that, and I go back to social media, where yeah. you think everybody's life is so perfect, which nobody's life is perfect. It's, it's how you deal with it. It's, I think we all have things that, that hurt us and that cause us much heartache. And that's life. That's part of life. So you, you mm-hmm. can't. You have to find the good in things. You have to find the optimism and you have to find, you know, again, God's time. There's a reason he puts you where you are and things happen and find the good in that. So, yeah, I think that's going to be the name of my book. Wow. And that is such a good answer, T-Bird. And I'm just blown away by this entire conversation because I feel changed by it and I hope that other people do but the thing I love about what you just said is that there are so many things that we don't see with people or that we don't take time to see with people and it's their struggles and their challenges and something I appreciate about Marianne is that in her in 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 S42 or S4 yeah S42 we're on S it was just S42 in S42 she opened up and shared just authentically of herself and you know that's something that you've done too in this conversation and I think that what's so powerful is you know life isn't perfect for any of us really there are right. always challenges one thing I always say right. or always think about is how 
everyone has their worst, right? So, so, you know, one person's worst, their pit might be a really, really dark thing, you know, to us. For someone else, it might not, you know, we might look at that and say, what's, you know, what are they complaining about? But the reality is it's still, it's still, you know, the weight magically is still as heavy and it's something that um, we have to carry. And, you know, I, the reason I do this podcast other than it being an excuse a great excuse to get to sit down and talk with people is to share their stories. And I hope that I know that lots of people will be tuning into this episode. It goes without saying, hopefully it's one of the most popular, you know, or the most, whatever it is. Right. But the, I I know that people tune in here because they see that it's T-Bird and they see that you're having this conversation and they see your smile, which I see right now. And like they, they, they gravitate to that, but I hope they also choose to listen to the stories of people who they don't know or who they don't know as well, or who they think, Oh, that won't be interesting. Or, Oh, Oh I was annoyed by what that person said in whatever podcast, because at the end of the day, we're, if we kind of filter things out and I'll say, you know, with talking with T-Bird, there have been a number of episodes where I said, huh, I don't immediately recognize that name. I'm a, I'm a, I'm like on the low level, the low tier of super fan T-Bird. And, you know, there's a big tier, like there's a long tier in the RHAP community above me in terms of super fandom. And sometimes I've said, I don't recognize that name or I see the name, I recognize it. And it doesn't like, it doesn't spark something for me. And then I hit play and I listen and I'm so glad that I did. And so one of the things that I think is great about talking with T-Bird, um, I wasn't going in that direction, but I'm just I'm just following my heart here, is that like for me, even when you brought up Mad Dog, I said, oh, well, for me, Mad Dog, I think of Mad Dog's story and I think of just everything that that she's been through. And I think about those things that she's Shane powers. It's the same thing. I think about a lot of that. And so I love that you're creating space for people to share more of their story, but even more, I personally selfishly love that you create space for people to, um, to like me and other listeners and podcasters and people to hear and learn and then grow from these conversations. So Tiber, this is great. What I have to turn oh, it back man. to you though. I've turned it back to you as we start to wrap up. What like what how do you want to end this podcast? This is your floor. I I'm Oh my I, gosh. I don't even know where to go from here. Uh, I guess oh gosh. Um well let's see. Where do I want to go with this? Thank you for oh so I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear from not just the pod friends, but the RHAP friends and the community. You know, yeah. again, I really and truly think of us as a family. You know, we all have Survivor in common, whether we play or yeah. we're fans. I'm a fan and I'm a fan of Survivor. Just happened that mm-hmm. I got to play. So, you know, I'd love to hear comments and reach out to me for anything. You know, you can find me and let me think. Oh, Rob always has to help me this. Oh, no, my Instagram. I have you got yeah. like, you you do that you do that you do that but well i'll, I'll include it i'll message. include it in the notes too yes okay yes. so send me a personal message you know again if if you have a if, if you i mean we've done quite a talk with t-birds if you want to say hey t-bird i'd like to listen i'm kind of limited who do you think would best help me as far as you know because again there's so many that have done just some different stuff oh my gosh keith Bamey. Keith Femi, Australia oh. Outback, I believe he was final two. Okay. He yeah. has gone on to do so many documentaries about 
people, beautiful, beautiful stories of people who have basically, I would say, even with a broken wing, you can fly. Stories mm-hmm. of people that had really hard, challenging things in their life that they had to overcome or they had to deal with. His, you know, people found him to be surprising. They didn't really know. So, you know, I guess I guess the main thing I want to say is follow your heart. And, yeah. and know that, that there are people that care. And if you're struggling with anything, anything, um, depression, there are so many outlets or people that care, reach out and, yeah. and know that there are people that care. Definitely yeah. for sure. That's so powerful. I, know, and and I say that, man. I mean, I know we talk about alcoholism yeah. and drug abuse. Yeah. I have, um, but but I know that right now, coming out of COVID and even before that, yeah. I think there's a lot of, of people struggling, really struggling with mental illness. And it's one of those things now where the stigma is not like it used to be so much. There's right. so much help and there's so many reasons why people are going through so many difficult things. But there is help and there are people that care. So just know you're, you're not alone. You're not, at, mm-hmm. you're not alone. So I guess yeah. I'm going to end up with that. That's powerful. And you know, T-Bird, I'm going to, I'm going to follow up and say the only thing that I could say to, to borrow from you and end on a light note is to get your popcorn popped. You got to get your popcorn popped. Get your popcorn just, popped. This is for, there it is. Hold it. Here it is. I got it. Can you see it? I, I'm trying to like. I can see the popcorn. I can, can see, see the, the popcorn. The bowl? Oh, that's a beautiful the bowl. bowl is my sister gave it to me. I love it. I love, look, look. It's Sorry, so T-Bird. I'm too anyway, busy eating my popcorn, popcorn pop. right now. <laughs> get your popcorn pop and stay tuned for season three, Talking with T-Bird. We've already got our mm-hmm. first guest lined up. I'm, I'm really, really excited. I'm really excited. And um, mm-hmm. hopefully it's going to be a good, a good season three this summer. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this return episode of Pod Friends. Just want to thank the RHAP team for the opportunity to have this podcast and to bring it back for another run. And definitely want to thank Tiber just for opening up so much and being so human. And, you know, we teared up together and I'll say we cried together a little bit in this conversation. And I just want to thank T-Bird for her openness and vulnerability, but also everyone who's part of Pod Friends really for bringing themselves to the table. I am thrilled for you to hear next week's episode featuring the one, the only, Grace Leader, who I was in conversation with about so many different things, not only the podcasts that we all know and love, but, um, you know, Grace and I podcasts on post-show recaps about the show Heartstopper on Netflix. We podcasted about, um, about the Hulu series Pride. So we've talked about a queer representation quite a bit. Um, we're actually, as you might have seen already, we just premiered a podcast called The Tribe Has Spoken on RHAP. And there is so much that we dive into, not only about queer representation more broadly, but Grace's experiences as a trans person, Grace's experiences living with type 1 diabetes, just being who she is and all she is, which is such a beautiful part of this community that I think is so underappreciated. And so looking forward to having you back next week. But if you want to get in touch at Hey Pod Friends on social media at Matt Scott GW on social media and 
Um, again, check out the show notes for more on how you could stay engaged with pod friends and RHAP. But thanks again for joining me again here in pod friends. And as I like to say at the end of each and every one of these episodes, thank you for being a pod friend. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.